oh, no, this job gives me the heebie-jeebies when I think about it, and I thought this was something that I could actually do. Welcome to my take. Well, it's not my take, it's Miguel Crespo's take. Whatever. For inspiration to go. Welcome to my take, Pastor Crespo here. My take is your o oasis of inspiration and hope in the desert of negativity and despair. I want to thank you for joining this episode of the podcast. I want to encourage you, like, share, subscribe, follow, post a link to this podcast on your own social media feeds. Let people know that this podcast exists. If you know anybody that could benefit from something to maybe, you know, laugh about some something positive, something that will maybe be a little cheerful, this is the podcast. But even more importantly than the positivity, it's the Bible wisdom that you're going to be getting if you listen to this podcast. The the Bible has wisdom for us, you know, and, and the point of this podcast is to take certain news stories and just, you know, let's see if the Bible has anything that can connect with the story to allow you to connect with, of course, the author of Scripture, that is God himself, the God of creation, all in the hopes that you will be drawn to come a little bit near to him. That's why this podcast is here. So I want to thank you for joining. I want to let you know that there is an email address. Uh, the email address here is mytakemc at gmail.com. It's mytakemc at gmail.com. All right, let's, let's get into it. I have a story here, and it's coming out of North Carolina. So here, here is the, and it's not a very long story. So I'm, I'm going to read a good, a good portion of it. Uh, a code compliance officer, in other words, a, a, a building code compliance officer, finds an alligator in a North Carolina attic. That's right. Um, the, the, the code officer is Dean Brown. And if you don't know what a code officer is, anytime you're engaged in construction or renovations in most uh, cities and towns, they have a code officer who you have to apply for a permit to build, but you he his job is to make sure that you are building according to proper building codes. So he'll go to your construction site uh, several times and at different stages of the construction to make sure that you know you are building uh, 16 on center, that you're using the proper insulation, that your electrical wiring is up to code. You know, just we're, they want to make sure that you're building good, solid houses. Well, this this gentleman, uh, this gentleman here, Dean Brown, got uh, an experience of a lifetime. OK, let me read this to you that uh, I'll read part of it. A county code officer in North Carolina made a surprising discovery in the attic of a home under construction. What was the surprise? It was an eight-foot alligator. That's right. Uh, the, the county officer, Dean Brown, he was inspecting a new home under construction, and that's when he encountered this large reptile in the attic. So this is a, kind of part of a quote of what he was saying. He says, the, the workers were having lunch sitting in the next room. And when I came down, I asked them to leave. They kind of laughed at me when I told them why. And I said, well, you might want to look because there is an alligator in the attic. Uh, the, the, there is a picture of at least uh, what he saw. I want to share that with you here. And this is just I just want to put in another plug. You can listen on Amazon, Google, Apple. But on Spotify is where you will see this podcast in its video format. And uh, you're either going to have to Google this, you know, Google, you know, alligator in the attic and this story will come up or you can go to Spotify and check this out. Let me bring this picture up here. This is the, 
I that picture gives me the creeps. It is the head of an alligator sticking around the corner of what looks like maybe uh, a furnace or some type of a metal box. And he probably was next to the furnace because it was warm. I don't know. But uh, he, <laughs> oh, mercy. He comes up. He's inspecting the area. He gets up to the attic. He starts looking around, and he sees this head of this. I'm sorry. An eight-foot alligator to me is a giant alligator, okay? Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not six feet tall, so this thing is longer than I am tall. And so he said that first that when he saw this thing, he thought it was um, kind of like a stuffed uh, alligator, maybe, because it's it's just sitting there with the eyes closed. And then uh, at first he thought it was a stuffed animal, but then when he um, got a little bit closer, all of a sudden, bloop bloop, the eye opened, and. Uh, Brethren, I would have had a lot of things going through my mind at that moment. I would have been rethinking my life choices. I would have been rethinking my career choice. I would have been thinking about all the people that I was wrong, that I have wronged and need to make amends with. I mean, who knows? My life would have flashed before my eyes. I am not scared about a whole lot of things, but being stuck in an attic with an alligator, yeah, that would be something that would make me stay up at night. This man comes downstairs and he says, guys, you got to get out. You're sitting right next to a room with an alligator. And, you know, they did, these guys had a tough time believing him. Now, of course, according to the story, um, animal control was brought in, and they were able to capture the alligator. And, and if you know anything about alligators, these things don't go easily. But they were able to capture the alligator and then relocate it. I'm not sure where they took it. I wasn't able to find out where. Maybe, maybe a, a local zoo or something like that. But I got to tell you, this story gives me the creeps. I can't imagine, you know, the life of a building code officer has got to be a, a, a relatively simple life. You know, you get trained on what good, proper building techniques are, and you go to make sure that people are doing what they're supposed to be doing. By and large, most people who are building know what they're doing. So you may give a little tip here and there. Maybe they make a mistake. Once in a while, you're going to run into somebody who thinks they can build, but they don't have a clue, and you have to kind of straighten them out. But 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 for the most part, you're driving from location to location and, and filling out forms, and, and it's a really, it's just a, it's a docile life until that one day when, uh, you know, um, uh, I just, I can't even imagine it. The, my, my, the hairs on my arms are standing up just thinking, coming across this alligator um oh my word this that is nuts how did the alligator get into that house i mean i guess if it's under construction there but it, it had to come in through somewhere but somehow the alligator went up three flights of stairs you know first floor looking around second floor looking around third floor or, or the attic he gets up into the attic and he decides to park himself up in the attic oh this gives this gives me a whole new perspective on building guys if you are guys and girls if you're in the middle of construction i got a hot tip for you close the door that's right keep the door closed to your building uh, what a story i <clears throat> i wish i would have you know anyways it, this is nuts now why am i sharing this with you what is the my take what is the bible connection to this story of an alligator. Well, I thought of a few things. One was, you know, well, is an alligator in the attic the same thing as having a skeleton in the closet? 
Well, then I said, no. I checked in the Bible. Uh, are there alligators in the Bible? Well, you're going to find that there are no alligators in the Bible. There are crocodiles in the Bible. <clears throat> Let me share a few things. So, and alligators and crocodiles are not, they're not the same thing. They're similar, but they're not the same thing. Uh, so so let, me, let me share some just general education, some knowledge with you. You may not be knowledgeable on alligators and crocodiles, and, uh, and I can't say that I'm an expert either, but I did a little bit of, of research here to come to you in the podcast because, again, uh, you've heard me say this before, you know, a My Take my podcast family member is an educated family member. I want you to know stuff. Um, all right, so check this out. Crocodiles and alligators are not the same. They look somewhat different. They may look the same to someone who's kind of doing a quick, quick glance, but they're they're different shades, different colors. Uh, the shape of their nose is different. Um, one prefers uh, salt water. The other one prefers fresh water. Uh, I have I have some some information here. Let's see. Alligators can be found in uh, the southern United States, China. Um, the crocodiles tend to be found more in uh, South and Central America, Africa, Asia. They prefer more, they're more kind of salt water. Uh, they're more comfortable in salt water. There are a few places, there are a few, maybe uh, there's just a, a few places in the world where you can find alligators and crocodiles in the same area. You know what one of those few places in the world are? It's Florida. That's right. Florida is one of the few places in the world where you're going to find alligators and crocodiles in the same general geography. And that's because, of course, you know, they're surrounded by salt water. They're also the marsh and, and how all that plays out uh, together. Um, <clears throat> I don't live in Florida, so I, I don't I, I just go by I've, I've been through Florida, but I don't live there. I'm just going by what I've been looking up here. Now, they say that crocodiles are more aggressive and larger. So a crocodile can grow up to be 20 feet long. Alligators at their largest get to be somewhere around 14 feet long. Uh, when it comes to the Bible, as I said, you're not going to hear alligators mentioned in the Bible. The idea of crocodiles in the Bible, well, uh, in the Bible, the, the ancient Egyptians used to worship many gods and crocodile. The crocodile was one of the gods that they worshipped. So, one of their gods is in the is in the the image of a crocodile, and so obviously it was a competitor or an adversary to the god of Israel way back in the day. Um, what else? What else can I tell you about crocodiles and alligators? Well, um, stay away from them. If you see them, stay away from them. These things are very very fast. You know, they look slow. They sit there really calm. Uh, when they're when they're hunting, they may just stick their head, just break the surface of the water with their head. But when those things get close, they thrash, they move quick. An alligator on land is actually very, very fast. Those that the, their their muscular structure is set up so that in order for them to be up off the ground, they're always pushing themselves up. So they have very strong muscles. It's not like they're just resting on their skeleton to stand or not stand, but to be upright in in their fashion. These things move, they move fast. You see one of these things, alligator, crocodile, don't worry about the color, don't worry about the shape of the nose, it doesn't matter. You know, from now on, if I see a stuffed crocodile, I'm staying away from him because the, I don't want to run the risk that I'm thinking it's stuffed and no, it's about to be stuffed with me. No, mm -mm, not happening. <laughs> you can tell that 
crocodiles are my new like disfavorite thing. Is 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 disfavorite a word? Un unfavorite when it's the thing I just added it to the things of my list of things that I'm gonna run from. All right, let's let's just keep it at that. All right, let let's switch gears, right? We are here. What is what is my take? What what is what is the Bible connection? And and so I want to share that with you just now. Uh, as I said, you know, it's it's not about alligator in the attic and skeleton in the closet, which I'm sure you know that that could have gone there. But I guess what I wanted to share with you is this. <clears throat> Actually, I want to focus on the carpenters, the construction workers. They are working on this house, doing their job, minding their own business, not knowing that death was just a few feet away. They're in the middle of this dangerous situation, not knowing that their life is right there. And if they would have decided, hey, let's go up and, and do some work up in the attic, and they would have gone up, who knows what might have happened. I mean, <clears throat> if, if, if there's the light is on or not, you're walking through, what person would, would ever think of all the things that they could come across in the attic, that they would come across an eight-foot alligator? Oh, oh man. Um, you guys need hazard pay in the, in the building code business, apparently. But, but let me, let me talk about the idea that you can be that close to death and not realize it. Uh, that does remind me of a story in the Bible because that is in the Bible, my friend, to be so close to, to impending suffering and death and not realize it. And I did share this story in a previous podcast, but I want to take a, from another angle from it. I, I, one of the podcasts that I did, I shared with you the story of King Saul. Now, Saul was the king of Israel at the time. He was chasing a, a person that he thought was a threat to his kingdom by the name of David. And this is the David of David and Goliath fame, you know, the one that took on the giant and killed him with a slingshot. But at that time, David was, you know, he, he was just running for his life because his popularity made the king jealous. And so the king is hunting David, and he was hunting him to kill him. But the Bible tells a story that Saul, in his kind of search for David, decided at one point that he had to go relieve himself, and he goes into a cave to take care of his business. But the interesting thing here is that while while Saul is in the he is in the um, in the cave, relieving himself, doing doing his thing, you know, he didn't know that just a few feet from him was David and several of his friends. And at that moment, they were contemplating killing him. You know, David's friends were saying, listen, he's here. He's here. He's the, the God has delivered him into your hand. If you kill him, this is over. All this running, all this danger, you know, being hungry, being chased. David had his wife taken away from him by King Saul. He took his wife and gave him to another, gave her to another. David is has Saul's life in his hands. Saul has no clue. He's he's sitting on the figurative throne, taking care of his business, not thinking about anything, while his life hung in the balance. Now, thankfully, thankfully, David was a God-fearing man. And David decided, God put Saul there. God will decide when Saul leaves there. I will not raise my hand against the Lord's anointed. That was his his answer to his friends. But, the, you know, and then Saul, he does his business, he gets up and he leaves, and he didn't realize that, that while he was in the cave, that David was close enough to cut a little piece of his, uh, I'll call it his cape, he cut a little piece of his, his cape off, 
And he used it later on to show him, this is how close I was to you, and I didn't hurt you. That should tell you something about my respect for you. Um, but, but I want to talk about this idea of being so near to death and not realizing it. It was God's mercy. It was God's mercy that saved Saul's life that day. I would say to you that maybe those home construction, the carpenters and drywallers and whoever else was there, that they didn't run into this crocodile. Maybe was it because of God's mercy as well? Was God protecting them? And it was someone that had to be there actually doing an inspection, searching those dark areas with a flashlight, and he came across this alligator. I wonder what would have happened if that inspector had not stopped by that day. Would the story have been any different? Friend, this morning, I want to talk to you about this God. There are things that happen in our lives that we have no clue about. I'm a Christian, and this is something that I very, very truly and sincerely believe, and I'm serious here. I know I joke around a lot, but I'm serious here. I believe that God is the one that orders our lives. God does things at times that we have no idea he's done. There are things that God does to protect us and keep us safe that we have no idea he did. The car accident that we didn't have, the robbery that didn't happen. You know, there are things that God does for us that we have no clue about. Why does he do it? Well, he does it because of who he is, because he is merciful. You know, in, in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, I want to I share the, this Bible verse with you, and I'm not going to put it up. I just want to share it with you. You can look it up on your own. In Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, Jesus made a bunch of statements to people. He was preaching a, a lot of them, and he was giving them kind of like a new way to look at the world. He wanted them to look at the world the way God looks at the world. And he says something to them like this. He said, uh, you've heard that it's been said, you know, you should love your neighbor and hate your enemy. That's a saying that they would have back then. You know, I'm going to love those that love me, but if you hate me, I'm going to hate you back. But, but Jesus said, but I say unto you, what I'm saying is this, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to those who hate you, pray for those who use you and persecute you. In other words, the world has a solution to this problem of having people you don't agree with, but what does God think? How does God view people that don't like him or don't agree with him or hurt his people? He says, pray for them, bless them, uh, you know, love those people, even if they don't love you back. But this is the verse that I want to focus on. In Matthew 5, verse 45, he says this, why should we do this? So that we can be the children of our Father in heaven. Why? Because God makes the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Look, Jesus came to show us the Father, to show us the character, the real character of the Father. You know, sometimes as Christians or believers, we don't do a good job to, to show the world what God is like because we, we interject our humanness and, and the idea, we take the idea of fairness to the point where if you do me wrong, I'm going to get my revenge. I'm going to take it out on you. And you know what? I, I, I We're human beings. Um, God forgive us. God God help us. But I want you to know this morning that this is, the Bible represents the true picture of the character of God. God blesses the just and the unjust. He sends rain on the unjust and the unjust. Rain in that time would have been huge because they were all farmers pretty much. So they depended on the rain. In other words, God doesn't just give good things to people that follow him. He does good things for everyone because he's merciful.
My friend, there are things that God has done for you, whether you love him or not, that you will never, ever know about that had to do with your personal safety or the safety of people that you care about. Now, I believe that I will get to find those things out when the Lord returns and takes us to be with him. You can have those answers too, but you got to be willing to follow him so that when you meet him, then maybe you'll find out some of those things. God is good. God is good. And he's merciful. That's my take. And that's inspiration to go. 